listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I'm so excited to come to you today with a podcast from my home, actually. And so if you could see my house right now, I'm just going to give you a look inside. There's all kinds of laundry right now on the couches. The brown chair, the leather recliner is covered in whites. Um, If you hear any kind of hacking, it's my dog because, bless her heart, she has her own case of... um, something i'm not quite sure so she's sitting in my lap and i am so tickled to welcome jackie king to my kitchen to my crazy house to my wonderful life i'm so happy that you're here <laughs> yes i'm digging your dish towels that you have going right do you now love okay, so the i do top one, I let me it. let me tell you the stories of my dish towels the, the top one says love one another and it actually came from lifeway it was a gift from kelly king Aww, uh, whenever she sent yes. her new book to me ministry to women and that dish towel was part of that and so i have that on display just to just to remind me to be so thankful to love one another. And then the one on the bottom, that one is actually from my sweet friend, Holly, who is currently um, battling cancer. And let me just tell you a fun story about that dish towel. I, I get stressed out about dish towels. Like, I don't know why I think it's the end of the world to pick out a dish towel, but I, I get overwhelmed. I get stressed. I even get kind of short of breath, a little bit of hives whenever it's time to pick out a new dish towel because I want it to be pretty, but I know my boys are going mm-hmm. to wipe their nasty hands yeah. on it. And so I was overthinking it one day in the Target um, aisle and Holly was like, I'm just going to buy it for you. <laughs> you are overthinking this. And so, and then this one over here that's on my refrigerator, that was a gift from, I'm um, speaking at a retreat in, with this great group out of Missouri. So everything in this house, it's probably in some way connected to my friendships and relationships Love and ministry that. to yes, win. So yes, that actually is a great segue to what we're going to talk about today, which is theological education for women. And I know that, um, and I want you to introduce yourself to everyone who's listening. I know that that's a topic that's near and dear to your heart. So tell us a little bit about who you are and about um, your journey with theological education. Yeah. Um, So my name's Jackie King, and I have the privilege of being um, a pastor's wife. My husband is the lead pastor at Second Baptist here in Arkansas. And then um, I also have the privilege of getting to lead our women's ministry. So very new, um, have only been here a couple of months. Um, But my story started, um, geez, back when I was 18, I think. Um, I had signed to play softball at the University of Texas at Dallas. And um, after my fall semester there, I just knew that God wanted me to do something different. And I didn't, I wasn't really familiar with call, like a calling. And I think that felt kind of weird, especially as a young woman um, in the Southern Baptist. And so I actually stayed at UT Dallas for two years because I didn't know what that looked like to be a woman um, in ministry and what a call meant for me. Um, I think in my in my history and just in how I had been brought up in my mind, it was just, um, I either needed to work with kids or I needed to do missions in Africa. And so it was just very limited and those didn't seem like things that would really jive with me. And so after two years at UT Dallas, I actually, 
um, transferred schools and I went to this great little Bible school that I'm so proud of, um, Criswell College, and that is where I got my bachelor's in biblical studies and women's ministry. And I met my husband, um, but that was really kind of my first step into theological education. And then now, 10 years later, after graduating from there, um, I just started seminary at Southeastern Seminary in North Carolina. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, and, and you're a, a mom to three yes. boys, and so you're juggling life and ministry and education, and I know so many people can relate to that. Before we get into the specifics of theological education and all the opportunities, I want us to talk just a little bit about something you Uh, alluded to earlier, which is sometimes just the stigma of women and education or women and uh, ministry opportunities. I think a lot of times we wonder if there's anything out there for Mm -hmm. us to do. And I know in my role at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention and beyond, it's just It seems like all too often I meet women who are just not sure if there's a place for them at the table. Mm -hmm. And so I know you're passionate about that. I'm passionate about that. We want to let women know that there is a place for them at the table. There is a place for them in terms of education, ministry, service. And so we want them to be excited about the opportunities. So what are some other, maybe just maybe the stigma, maybe some other obstacles that you've seen for women in ministry? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think um, a lot of what phrased the conversation whenever I was younger and kind of growing up was just what women can't do in the church. And what I've loved that has kind of happened in the last couple of months, even year, is just what the conversation has become to and what voice women have. And so instead of it being defined of women can't be preachers or they can't fill this specific position, it's what gifts do they have and how valuable those gifts are to the church. And so I think a lot of what I felt early on with just feeling like I didn't belong or I didn't have a space within the church because I wasn't a man has now become this champion. Like, yes, I see that gifting in you. And yes, you are part of the image of God as a woman. And so the church needs you, your community needs you. Um, There's so much that we get to herald, I think, as women. And so I love seeing women um, like live out their calling and not be um, timid or scared. But at the same time, I think working within a complementarian framework to where just because I'm running after my calling doesn't mean that I am crushing down or trying to overtake the men that I'm running beside. That's right. That's right. You know, that beauty of the balance of just knowing our calling and stepping into that with confidence and faith, but also understanding the authority structures and, mm-hmm. and, and just the boundaries that God has put in place for our protection and also so that we can live out our lives mm-hmm. full, free, and abundant and just living in response to Him. And yeah, so yeah. it's the beauty of both of those. And I, I know that you uh, have referred to this. We had a, an earlier conversation where you referred to it kind of as this dance, you know, and so there's this dance of faith, you know, where God is working, God is moving, and we're responding. And call, I think, fits into all of that. Mm-hmm. And so as God calls, we respond. He opens the doors. We surrender to whatever the process is, whether that's education or maybe an internship, maybe some kind of mentoring process so that we have the skills necessary to live out and to walk out that calling. And so I guess at some point you decided or realized I need some additional education. And so take us through the process of as a wife, as a mom, as a pastor's wife, um, as a, a ministry leader, because you are a speaker and you travel around and you speak at churches and teach the word. How did you come to this place of going, okay, I can fit one more thing into my life? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's still a question. Boys, yes, right? <laughs> yes. I have a 10, 8, and 5-year-old. Um, and so 
I think one of the biggest things that I learned at Criswell was that um, I don't know anything. I think as a Bible student, you go in thinking um, you know all the things and you actually have an understanding of theology and stuff like that. And it wasn't until... Um, I actually started getting trained on the doctrines of God and the church and systematic theology and stuff that I realized like I know nothing. And I remember talking to my systematic professor the semester that I was graduating and just telling him, I feel like I know less now than whenever I came into school. And he says, then you're ready for ministry. And so I I think of that all the time of just, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. And the beauty of God is that he is so multifaceted and he's so big. And so to act like we've arrived or know or understand like all the things of church and all the things of the Bible, I think really limits him. And so I think Criswell did a really good job of just birthing this desire to want to know more of God. Mm-hmm. And um, and then as life happened, you know, I had babies and then we adopted and stuff like that. And so I had always wanted to go back to school, but life was always happening too. And so um, this year, all of my boys, my youngest started in kindergarten and then myself, we all had our first day of school. So they were going to school to start kindergarten, second grade and fourth grade. And I was starting for seminary. I so, And I remember that social media post where everybody had their first day. Yes. You know, we all, started we all had our time. paper with where, what grade we were going into and stuff like that. So, and I hope that, you know, when I graduate, they're there and we get to look back and it's a family accomplishment for sure. It's, Absolutely. What I so resonate with your your testimony about how theological education is so much about us realizing that we have so much to learn. I know I graduated from Southwestern and uh, several years back, and it was like I realized, you know, when I finished my degree that I knew less than when I started because all these doors really of just teaching had opened up to me and I thought I don't have it all figured out you know and so that process of going okay what do I need to do in order to be a lifelong learner Mm -hmm. how can I be a student of the word how can I be someone who's teachable and trainable and in a sense like moldable to whatever God's plan is and so that was something that I took away from theological education like I'm never going to have all of the doctrine of God figured out right right and And praise God in that yes (laughs) amen to that and and to just not being hard on ourselves about Mm -hmm. that like this is a spiritual journey it's a journey of sanctification it's a journey of walking out our callings and I remember um, early on in my teaching ministry with Tree Vine Ministry and then in my work with Arkansas Baptist I, I had this kind of like crisis of faith like do I know enough right mm-hmm. like do I know enough to invest in other women do I know enough to lead other women do I know enough to practically walk out my own faith and 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 you know that was that important crisis of faith because I had to realize no, but God is able, mm-hmm. you know, God is faithful and he is faithful to put us in the right places at the right times to, to teach us and to train us. And then also to work in spite of us. And oh, yes. I mean, and that yes. has been so much of my testimony. Um, but theological education laid the groundwork, I think more than anything for me to have that kind of broader mindset. Mm-hmm. And so what has theological education done for you? Oh, goodness. Um, Well, I was never discipled in my church. I think there was a lady that definitely took interest in me. And to this day, she is a prayer warrior. Um, And she tried, I think, um, whether it was a lack of me actually like committing to it. But I had never been taught the doctrines. I had never been taught how to study um, or even 
just how you connect the truths of God to life. Like it always seemed very um, kind of, here's a story, here's your truth from the story, and that's it. Like it was all very detached, and the Bible was very detached. I didn't understand how the Old Testament connected to the New Testament and those kind of things. And so I think um, Bible school and seminary has just helped with that meta narrative of just understanding like it all weaves together and that there's points and there's cycles of Israel that are the same cycles that I deal with in my own sin. And um, there's just so many more connection points that I think make it to where it's more understandable instead of these kind of snapshot flannel board, like, okay, go be good. And instead it was just this deep relationship of what it looks like for God to pursue really broken, messed up people. And I can get on board with that, you know, like the other one I think was presented so much in, okay, just be good or do, do the lesson. And this was, I'm a part of a story that I can really resonate with because of my connection to these Old Testament and New Testament characters. That's so good. And you know, I think it's important to point out that you don't have to necessarily go to theological school or Bible school in order to gain that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ways to gain that discipleship process through our local churches and through ministries and and different groups. And maybe that's a group that's established in your community or in your church or, you know, something that you take part of online. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do that. And so we want to not be narrow in our conversation to say this has to happen in a theological, educational, Bible school setting. That can happen in a lot of different settings. And I think that's very exciting for women. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, specifically to my call, I get to take what I learn in the education setting and then throw that into the arena of church or my community. And so Um, let's be honest, like not everybody can go to school and not everybody can go to seminary, but I can take what I'm learning and the nuggets of truth that I get to study and then make that in a way to where a woman coming on Wednesday night, or if I'm sitting across from coffee, I'm able to share the meta narrative of scripture and how she sits right in the middle of that story. And she has a choice in that story on whether or not she's going to live on mission for God. And so I think education is so good, but then I also think it can be a crux to where we just get stuck in the knowledge and we get stuck in that consuming. I want to be smart. I want to know all the things. And then we never actually practice it out. And so you've got to make sure that both of those things are kind of happening. And that's where community is so important. Mm -hmm. Like we've got to get out of just a mindset of books and reading, Mm -hmm. but into a mindset of community and living authentically in community in our lo- through our local churches primarily. Right. And so um, I'm so grateful for that perspective as well. One thing that I really want us to talk about and really my heart for bringing you onto the podcast is I think there's so many women out there, young women specifically, who are sensing call to ministry and are asking the question, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. Like, is there a place for me? And I don't know, Jackie, if you experienced this. I experienced it whenever I was called to ministry. It was like I was wanting to tell the Lord, I'm a girl. I don't know, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that about me or not. But, you know, I had such a void when it came to like people to look to in terms of this is what successful ministry looks like for a woman, whether that's a teaching ministry like what we have or, you know, um, working in a local church. You know, I, I know that. The conversations are happening, but I want us to have that conversation here. 
we know many women, many young women experiencing a sense of call and not, just not sure what to do with it. So mm-hmm. speak to us about that. What do you see going on in the lives of women? So I am so encouraged, I think, and I love pouring into, I mean, I'm 34, but I love pouring into the next generation of those that feel that call because like you said, for me, there wasn't another woman kind of ahead of the game that I could really look at and say, okay, she's doing it right. Like she's, she's using her education and she's serving the church and she's um, a mom and a wife and those kind of things. And so um, I do see that changing and I think it's so great for these platforms to kind of show up to where younger women can look and say, Hey, she's doing something that I kind of want to look toward. But, um, there is still, I think that feeling of, I don't know what, what this looks like as a woman. And so if you're feeling that call, I say, chase it. Like, um, I think it looks different for a lot of people. I don't want to put it in a box to where, um, all women that are called have the gift of teaching or have the gift of leadership or any of that, because I think God calls us individually just to be Christians and followers. And then that fleshes out differently. And so, um, I think it's really important to have a lot of conversations. I think one of the biggest things, even though I didn't have it in women, um, was my peers in Bible school and my professors, because they were able to look and say, yes, I see this gifting in you. You love the word you're gifted in teaching. Like I see that God has done this on your life. And those conversations and those um, just small encouragements really got me to where I am now. And so a big part of that is church. A big part of that is community and just kind of saying, what, where do you see my strengths? Where do you see God working in my life to where I need to kind of chase this area? And then whenever it comes to school, I say, go. Um, <laughs> um, I think our seminaries need more women. And I think our Bible schools need more women. And even if you don't for a Bible degree, there's great Christian universities out there that will give you great practical classes in New Testament and Old Testament and those kind of things. And it's a lot of times to where when you just start, I know we were talking about this earlier, that God just kind of snowballs that start into something that you never would have dreamed of. Absolutely. And that's something that I'm so thankful for. It is through my education that God has opened up doors of opportunity. And so, you know, you don't have to have a Bible degree. You don't have to have a theological degree in order to do ministry, but it doesn't hurt, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if God is stirring that call in your life, then chase it. I love that. I love that active, you know, encouragement. And then, you know, not only chase it, like really, really sit down and make, make a plan Mm -hmm. as much as you can. Okay. What would it look like to go to school? What would it look like to take one online course? What would it look like to get connected in an inductive Bible study in my community or in my church? You know, what would that look like? What are those steps that I need to take in order to to make progress in the area of just understanding biblical truth, mm-hmm. applying biblical truth to my life, walking in biblical truth, and then just watch how God faithfully, you know, just one step at a time opens those doors. The other thing, and you mentioned this earlier, and I want us to really talk about this because there's the theological side of call, but then there's the practical side of call, mm-hmm. which is like get involved in your local church and serve. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. do both together. And I think that that's one thing that I was so thankful for in my journey because when I went to um, seminary, I went to an extension campus here in, in Arkansas and I st- continued to serve at my local church in a kind of like a, a internship kind of role. But it gave this beautiful look at ministry where it was not only theological in, in nature, but also very practical in nature. So I learned how mm-hmm. to 
maybe deal with people who were challenging yeah. in ministry or with situations that were um, difficult or just from a standpoint of what does that education that I'm learning in the classroom look like in the lab, which mm-hmm. was my local church. And so both of those things together really helped me to see what ministry looked like for me, yeah. which led to serving in a local church as a minister of education. And so um, I, I look back and I'm so thankful for both sides of the coin. And and here's the thing for everyone listening to this, you have the opportunity to develop on the practical side All you have to do is let the people at your church know, hey, I'm sensing call to ministry. I don't know what that looks like. What can I do to help? Yeah, yeah. My first job was a internship in the singles department of First Baptist Dallas. And then I went from that to our church's secretary. And so, and this is something we haven't chatted, but like a lot of women, I think kind of wrestle with like, there's all these admin positions, you know, and should I take that? And that's not ministry, but y'all like I learned so much in those admin positions. And so I think you have to take what's available and you have to be faithful in the small things and God will teach you in a lot of those things. And so I didn't get paid that much as an intern and, um, but I had the best boss and I learned so much from him just right off the bat. And then as a secretary, I learned what it looked like for church membership and how to work on staff and um, budgets, you know, and all of those things. And so I can look back and know it wasn't exactly what I thought ministry would look like in my life at that moment, but it was just these small steps of this is what God is opening and he taught a ton in those steps. And so um, be fluid, be flexible Mm -hmm. in I think the doors that God is opening because everybody just wants to step into, yeah, this big speaking ministry or I'm going to run this giant, um, you know, conference or something like that. And rarely do people start that way. (laughs) That's exactly right. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was on my heart to talk about. Uh, Because I see women struggling with that. And I think we have to be careful about, and this is another podcast for another day, but we can touch on it right here. We have to be careful about getting our value from our ministry. Mm. Um, We have to be careful about getting our purpose or our sense of well-being from, you know, the place where we serve. That comes from our relationship with Jesus. And then our ministry is an overflow of that. So we got to check our motives along the way. And there's grace. You know, God's grace is, is so good and covers us, but we need to make sure that we're not functioning out of a place where we're trying to get that sense of well-being from what we're doing from God instead of how we're abiding in Christ. So that's just huge. And and again, another podcast for another day, but very (laughs) important as we really discern call and and how we're going to walk out our calling. Uh, So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And then the other thing that I will mention that I think has been so important for me is just know that in a lot of ways, ministry is all about relationships. And here's my dog. (laughs) Lou doesn't think I need to make this point. Uh, (laughs) Ministry is all about relationships. And so take time to develop relationships. Mm -hmm. Take time to um, seek out mentors. Take time to um, gain wisdom from other people. And as you do, it will will be really neat to watch and see how God leverages those relationships in the future as you continue to walk out your ministry calling. Um, I have experienced that so many times. You know, the people that God placed in my life 10, 12, 15 years ago, whether that I was in seminary and they were a professor or they were serving, you know, at a local church and I interviewed them, you know, for a paper, something as simple as that. 
became the very avenue that God used to help me step into a different ministry calling. And Mm -hmm. so be cognizant that those relationships that you develop while you're in school are very important as you move to the future. So, all right, I think Lulu has finished with our interview. She's about to bark, so we'll call it a day. But Jackie, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us and talking about theological education. If you, as you listen to this podcast, you're interested in learning more about theological education, I want to encourage you to log on to our seminary's website. Yes, And, you know, check out the different, you know, um, degree plans, the different certificate plans even that are available to women in ministry. Do your homework. And as you do your homework, God will lead the way. So we'll be praying for you. And here at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, if we can help you in any way, you know, we're always here for you. This episode of Inspire On The Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth On The Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.